Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. Repent ye therefore, this is Peter speaking, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. And I want to talk tonight about the times of refreshing. Amen. The times of refreshing. All of us need times of refreshing. All of us need, amen, to get rejuvenated and, you know, a good shot in the arm and you know, uh, we all need that. Amen. And uh, I want to talk about that and where that comes from and where it all started and all that good stuff. And of course, where it all started is the book of Genesis. And the word Genesis means beginning. And we find that after God went through six days of creation, that the Bible said in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made and rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he rested from all his work which God created and made. Amen. Now notice God rested on the seventh day, and he also blessed it, and he sanctified it. Now that's important, because we're going to connect the dots here in in a second. Uh, and and when, you, when, some, when something is sanctified, it means he hallowed it or he made it holy. Amen. Because he's holy. And when he does stuff, uh, when he hallows something, he makes it holy. Now, just like God's days are different than ours days, like Peter said, a day to the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. Uh, rest for the Lord is different than rest for us. Because God's a spirit. And a spirit, we don't understand exactly how rest would happen for a spirit. We only understand for us as physical human beings. Amen. And uh, as far as we know, God doesn't require rest as we know it. Because the Bible said in Isaiah 40, verse 28, Have you not known and have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. Psalms 121.4 said, Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. So God never slumbers. He never sleeps. When we're sleeping, he's on the job. He's, he's watching over us. His angels are watching over us. Amen. So he never faints and never gets weary. He never slumbers or sleeps. So rest to him is different than rest to us. So the, re- the word rest for God, is uh, uh, it means more about ceasing and stopping. So when he stopped what he did over six days, uh, that was considered rest for him. And you know, we fast forward, we don't hear anything about this subject of rest when it comes to God, uh, or for us even, until we get to book of Exodus, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, and, and Moses is called up to Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments. And God is writing with the finger of God on these, on these stones. Uh, and he gets to the fourth commandment. And the book of Exodus said in chapter 20, verse 8, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember, God sanctified 
the seventh day, and, uh, and that was his seventh day. Well, the Sabbath day was going to be people's seventh day. It was actually the last day of the week on the Jewish calendar, which was Saturday. Amen. And he said in chapter, in verse 9, Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do, uh, not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that's within thy gates. For in six days, here's where it ties together with what we read in Genesis, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So God hallowed the seventh day of his rest, and now he has connected that with the seventh day in the children of Israel's time, amen, to making it a holy day for them, amen. Now this commandment was instituted as a literal day called the Sabbath to cease from participating in physical work. Now, God mentions it uh, again, the fact that he rested on the seventh day in this passage. So again, we're told that the Sabbath day would be blessed and hallowed by God. It would be holy. Then we get to Exodus 31, verse 16. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. It's a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. So now we see God rested and he was refreshed on the seventh day. And that's an interesting statement. So God's people were to keep and observe the Sabbath day. Now this was Old Testament throughout their generations because it was to be a perpetual covenant. And then he used the word forever. That means this thing was going to go on you know, even across to the New Testament. Amen. But not like we think. Praise God. Perpetual means endless or permanent. And so it was an ongoing thing. Something that would jump over covenants and, and keep going with God's people even in New Testament times. Uh, and notice again, these two words, rested and refreshed. So the Old Testament or the Old Covenant is referred to the law. It was started by, by Moses through the Ten Commandments and all the sacrifices. And it teaches, the Old Testament teaches literal and natural things. And it was based on types and shadows and figures and strong symbolisms of physical and natural things that really were going to be in the New Testament showing us a more spiritual thing. Amen. Now, for example, I'll give you one example of that. The Old Testament covenant of circumcision given to Abraham was to be a, an everlasting covenant. However, in the New Testament, do we, do we have a big deal about circumcision for the church? No. It's a, it's a physical thing that people might still do with their, their uh, male children, but that's a physical thing and that's whatever. But when it comes to the church... We don't talk about circumcision, right? We don't talk about the physical act of circumcision. It, I thought it was an everlasting covenant. It is, but it transforms from a symbolic, natural thing in the Old Testament to a spiritual thing in the New Testament. We still, amen, are circumcised in the New Testament, but it's a whole different thing. And what is it? Amen. Old Testament circumcision is transformed into New Testament water baptism in Jesus' name. 
How do I know that? Because Paul said in Colossians 2.11, In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. This is a spiritual thing. In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. And then that's a colon at the end of that, which means there's a continuation. And the next verse tells us, buried with him in baptism. What's the circumcision of Christ? Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen from th with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. So see, that was an Old Testament natural thing. There was an everlasting covenant, and it's still going on. Amen. And men and women alike are being baptized in Jesus' name, and it's a cutting away of our hearts and our souls and our spirits. Amen. As we rise to walk a different person, that's the spiritual circumcision. So you know, if we read a little further in Colossians chapter 2 that we just read, we'll find out that like circumcision, the Sabbath day was also a shadow of something much greater to come in the New Testament. Colossians 2.16, So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. That's important. So what was the Sabbath day of shadow of? What was going to be transformed? What was it going to be transformed from the Old Testament to the New Testament? Well, let's, let's look at it. Exodus 33, 14. And this is God talking. He said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Amen. The rest of this kind of rest that God is talking about, that it's going to be in the New Testament, has to do with his presence. It's not sleeping. It's not, you know, kicking back on your recliner, even though that's resting, you know, and just, you know, napping, you know, eating and napping, which is a great pastime. I, I like it. Amen. But that's not what it is. Praise God. True rest comes through his presence, not just physical rest or sleep. And then we see things changing. We see hints. The prophets who prophesy of things to come, amen, started talking about this transition from Old Testament Sabbath to physical to New Testament spiritual rest. In Isaiah 28, 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause it with the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. What? Amen. What happens when the spirit comes in contact with people? Amen. In the New Testament church, praise God. There those two words are again, rest and refreshing. This time it's associated with stammering lips and another tongue. Now we just read in Colossians 2.17 that the shadows of the Old Testament would give way to the substance of Christ. And so Christ is the one who's going to give us rest in the New Testament. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, Jesus said. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Hey, not just your bodies, but you know your souls need rest. And you know what? Your minds need rest. How many times have I laid my head on the pillow and my body is exhausted, but my mind won't shut off because I'm thinking about something. I'm worried about something that happened earlier in the day and I can't wait to get up to try to fix it. Have you ever had that problem? I have. It's like, oh my goodness, I can't sleep. This thing's not resolved. You know, and then I'm thinking about how I'm going to do it and all this kind of stuff and I can't go to sleep. Amen. So me and Milo, we're just tossing and turning. 
and she's snoring, and I'm just tossing and turning. Praise God. She's not a real bad snorer, though. I'm the worst one. Amen. Amen. But that lets me know that she's doing good when there's a nice, constant little noise over there. Praise God. She's resting. Thank God. I might not be, but she is. Praise God. So Jesus is the rest giver in the New Testament. So we need to enter into his rest and his refreshing. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 10 said, For he that has entered into his rest, that's what we're after here, his rest. Amen. He also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. You see, we're, we're, we're connecting all the way back to the seventh day of creation and then the Sabbath day, and then into the New Testament, it's the same thing. It's not a literal day. And that's why as the church, amen, and, and even though Sunday is really not the Sabbath day, Saturday is, you know, but some people think, well, Sunday is our day, we're not Jewish or whatever. But you know what? We don't practice a literal day of rest, amen, like the Old Testament. Are we breaking that perpetual covenant no as long as we're entering into his rest it's not just a one day a week situation it's an every day a week i'm walking with christ i got the substance praise god and he gives me rest for my soul every day monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday and sunday so he said for he that's entered into his rest verse 10 of matthew uh, of hebrews 4 he also has ceased from his works as god did from his let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief so this is not the physical rest of the old testament sabbath day but a spiritual rest for our hearts our minds and our souls amen his rest his rest so jesus said you will find rest for your souls his rest is something that's not just for our bodies and you know when i think of rest i think of comfort you know and it's no wonder that one of the most significant titles of the spirit of god in the new testament is that he is the comforter john 14 26 he is the comforter and when jesus walked the earth in human form he was the disciples comforter he was the follower the people that followed him he was their comforter right then amen because he was with them he told them he was going to go away though and he said i'm going to send you another comforter amen because you know and this other comforter would be none other than really him coming back in a more spiritual form amen but it would still be him john chapter 14 verse 16 i will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you so he, he was identifying, he goes, even though he called it another comforter, it's really himself. He said, it's just going to be me coming back in spirit form. Amen. He said, if I don't go away, the, the comforter can't come. Now, why is that? If he's not connected to the comforter like that, then I don't know what else is. Praise God. So he said, he goes, you know him, you know the comforter. And he said, because he dwells with you right here and shall be in you today i'm walking next to you amen but in that day i'm going to walk inside your heart i'm going to be your rest and i'm going to be your refreshing amen he and then th he confirmed here by verse 18 i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you 
So Paul let us know in Romans 8 9 that we must have the Spirit of Christ in our life. The if you talked about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of the Father in you, it's all the same Spirit. There's only one God, and there's only one Spirit. He's referred to different ways. And, and, and then Paul also said he, in Colossians 1.27 that the hope of glory would be Christ in us. So Jesus is not only the Holy Spirit, He's also the one that baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. And when we get baptized with the Holy Spirit, then we get that rest and we get that refreshing. If we will enter into it, we've got to accept it. We've got to receive it and then we've got to walk in it. Because the Bible said, walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Luke chapter 3, verse 16 said, John answered, and saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, uh, you know, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that's talking about Jesus. Amen. So in the times we're living in, we need the times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord like never before. We need refreshing right now. Amen. Going on a year of pandemic, going on, you know, this and that, and people just, you know, feeling a little th this or that about their jobs or about job security or cut hours or this or that, whatever, not being able to really get out and do, you know, the regular rest things that you like to do and kicking back and having vacation or whatever. That's all been kind of stifled a little bit this last year. Amen. We need the comforter. We need the rest and the refreshing. Amen. It's not just sleep. It's not just relaxing. Amen. It's a, something that our, refreshes our soul. Amen. Like God did. So God, God has refreshed in his own spirit because remember he rested and refreshed on the seventh day. You know, he doesn't have someone to go bigger than him. He's, he's the, you know, well, I guess I'm by myself. I'm the only God. The Bible said he can't swear by another, so he swears by himself. The Bible said he counsels with his own will. He doesn't, you know, you know the Bible said the multitude of counselors are safety. It's always good to bounce things off of people that you can trust in your life because you might be making a wrong decision and they can speak into you and say, you know what, have you thought about this? You know, but God bounces things off himself. He counsels his own will. He swears by himself. Amen. And he, re he, re he rejuvenates and refreshes and rests in his own spirit. Woo, praise God. So we need that refreshing like never before. And Jesus let us know in John chapter 3 that the only way we can enter into the kingdom of God and receive this much needed rest and refreshing is by being born again of the Spirit. And it was Peter, remember I told you at the beginning, Peter spoke in our text verse. And out of all the disciples, he was the one that Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom of heaven to. So he, he, he was one, and he used those keys on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. He used them to preach salvation. And then in, in Samaria, in chapter 8 of Acts, he used them to preach salvation and lay hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 10, to the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, he came and they received the Spirit, Cornelius and his family. He used those keys. So he had those keys. And so here he is in chapter 3 of the book of Acts. I'll, I'll read our text verse again. He said, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Refreshing comes from His presence. Rest comes from His presence. 
Amen. Now, to me, that sounds a lot like the message of salvation that Peter preached on that fateful day, on that wonderful day when the church was born and the Spirit was poured out on those 120 followers of Jesus. And then he got up and preached that first sermon, amen, as the church, amen, was born, amen. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, so here we go, repent ye therefore. And Acts 2, 38 says, then Peter said unto them, repent, amen. And then he said, uh, oh, he said, and be converted, your sins may be blotted out, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission, remission or the blotting out of your sins, and then he said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then what's our text say? And then when, once you repent and once you're converted and, and your sins are blotted out, then the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So I say to everybody here and anybody that's going to be listening on the podcast, if you have not received this wonderful experience from God, I want to encourage everyone in 2021, amen, to pray about it, to seek God for it, and not be satisfied until you receive that refreshing and that rest, amen, because we have to have the rest. We have to have the refreshing, the renewing, the regeneration, and it only comes from the, the spiritual Sabbath, which is the Spirit of God living inside our heart. Amen. Because God's, God is wa not walking physically beside us anymore. It's not a physical thing. He's in us. He's in us in the church. He's in us. Praise God. Christ in us, the hope of glory. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.